Blog Talk Radio. Your co-host Brian J. Henderson. Brian, we took off last week, but we're finally back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know we we needed a little break. I know I did. I got a chance to go out of town and go to a family reunion and visit some of my folks and some people who I hadn't seen in you know quite a few years actually. Yeah. So it was a it was a great break, but now it's time to get back to business. Oh, and business we are getting at tonight. Brian, we have we 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 we're gonna talk about some things tonight that a lot of people shy away from when they're running for office or if they're in some type of uh let's say a political arena. They dodge a lot of things, but uh we're not playing dodgeball tonight, Brian. No we're not sir, playing no dodgeball by any stretch of the imagination. We're gonna have a good time. We have a person on with us, Brian, that's uh dedicated and he is thirsty and hungry and you hear the passion that this man has for just people and uh, he has a you know the, the respect level of the political arena is just awesome and you'll get a chance to hear that tonight absolutely you know the, the one thing that i've learned about our guest tonight is that he has never since i've known him and probably all of his life i would get, i would gather never been afraid to tell the truth about things and to speak out about things when they're wrong or when they're right or, you know, whatever. He has always been a very vocal person, especially when it uh, deals with people. And so I think you guys tonight that are listening will, will really enjoy our dialogue. I, I know you'll definitely enjoy our guest tonight. So I think it's going to be a great show. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Brian, let's go ahead and bring him in, and I, and I know you just... You're so anxious to ask him the first question, so just go ahead and bring him in, and we can have a good time. Absolutely. Tonight we have with us special guest, Mr. Larry Simmons, and Mr. Larry Simmons is running for the Leon County DEC chair. And, Mr. Simmons, I want you to tell us, for some of those who may not know, what the DEC chair does or what the DEC is. Can you explain that to us? Yes, sir. Uh I'd be happy to. And how y'all doing tonight? All right, we're doing doing great. Great. Hey, just let me uh, do just a quick introduction. Uh, you know, I just want to thank you guys for allowing me the opportunity uh, to share my thoughts with uh, the DEC membership and the registered Democratic voters to allow them a chance to get to know me better, to analyze my experience, and consider me for this. Uh, for this DEC chair position. Uh, back to uh, who is the DEC and, and what do we do? Well, uh, uh, the Democratic Executive Committee is basically the decision-making body of the party. The party, all of us who represent or, or registered Democrats in the county, 
that's your party. And the DEC is basically the the committee, the the governing body that makes the decision for the party and represents registered voters. So, you know, that, that's the structure, you know, of the DEC. That's what we do. Uh, we, we get out there and get get the votes out uh, during the election time. Yes. Sir. Okay. All right. Well, let me ask this question. You know, why do you want to be the chairman of the DEC? You know, I've, I've been on a lot of committees, and, you know, for some for some committees, it's not always favorable to be in charge. You know, <laughs> but why do you want to be in charge of the decision-making body of the Democratic Party here in Leon County? Well, I think that's a good question. And, and, and in my campaigning and calling people up and on the phone, uh, I, I'm, I'm asked that question quite a bit. Uh, Brian, it, it's really not a question that I want to be the DEC chair. I look at it as if it's an obligation. You know, I'm, I'm going to be a, probably a Democrat for the rest of my life, you know. So I just feel like if, if I'm going to be a part of an organization you know, that, that more likely I'm going to be in for the rest of my life and, and work for it and work for presidents like I, I've worked for Barack Obama, you know, I want to be able to be a part of something that I feel connected to and energized to work within it. First of all, there's a vacancy, first of all. That, that fact is that our, our, our previous chair, he resigned from the position, and now he's running for public office. So, number one, it was, you know, this is an opportunity uh, for uh, someone to emerge to lead our party. And I believe that, you know, through my efforts in the past election, that, that I've earned the respect and the confidence and, and some notoriety during that election to be in a position, quite frankly, a, a natural progression for me to, to to step up to the plate because I just believe my efforts uh, during the campaign helped elect a Democrat and the first African-American, and as well as local, you know, officials here in Tallahassee. And uh, if there's no person who did that better than I did, then that's what I mean by natural progression. Okay. okay. Awesome. Awesome. You know what? We're we're looking at it as if you're going to uh, be in this position. So now that you're in this position, what is it that you're going to do uh, differently from the, from the others that have been in this position? What What are you going to do? Okay. And 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 how I answer this question is no reflection on anyone else. It's just as a as an organizer and someone who's as a trained eye for organizational matters, uh, you know, one of, one of the things that, that it, there's some things I'll observe, and this is how uh, I will answer that question, and there's several uh, ways I want to do that. I believe that that if, if, if I can put our membership at ease, you know, I think that's going to be, monumental to to 
you know, just getting everybody to, to get their guards down and open up. And this is what I'll never do. I'll never insert my personal agenda or ego. A lot of times we have people who who have agendas. They they go into this position with with actually wanting to become public officials. Uh but that's that's not my concern right now. I think it's important that we have a strong uh, uh, party and executive committee uh, to to carry out the, the, the you know the duties of the party. So I think you know doing that you know not inserting my personal agenda into it, and uh, I also want to take a grassroots approach and place a more in, emphasis on. Empowering the membership and minimizing the clicks uh, in an organization at all costs. And I, I want to be inclusive. I want to be inclusive. You say ooh because you know that in most organizations you're gonna find clicks, and that's mm-hmm. one thing that that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feed the fire to that. I'm not a click type of guy, and so if if if, if I as the the chair if I don't buy into that concept, perhaps maybe, you know, the membership will allow that click mentality to die out. And I would promote inclusiveness within the in the party uh, through establishing uh, something that I've never seen or heard to happen within our party. I think we need to do uh, county uh, conventions where we bring all the, the Democrats together and get on one accord. You know, what I see, there's, there's a lot of disunity among the parties. you got different clubs and democratic groups and organizations that are in Tallahassee, and in my communications with a lot of them, many of them have never heard of, of, of coming together as a party. In order for us to be effective, uh, in Leon County, we've got to come together. The, there's several organizations, uh, women groups, uh, gay, lesbian uh, groups that are uh, in Tallahassee, but we're not talking, and we need to bring everybody together. So one of the first things I'm going to do is, you know, plan a, a, a convention here in Tallahassee and bring everybody together. And uh, I also think we need to increase our focus on community development. You know, most of the people that are involved with the DEC committee or they're either loyal to the party or many of them probably want to be public officials someday in the future. So why not capture this energy and say let's prove that we want to be servant or public servant. Let's, while in our training and in our efforts to make the party stronger, let's get out there and use some of our energy to do community development. You guys know me. You know that that that's a very important thing for me. And uh, one of the other things I want to do, I want to establish and maintain outreach efforts to minority groups and churches in order to strengthen our capacity. Uh, what I'm seeing, you know, since I've been involved in politics, you know, is is only on election, at during election time, 
that we come, we run up to these churches and ministers begging and asking for their help, and you've ignored them for years. I want to completely do it, do away with that. We're, we want to be able to establish and maintain a relationship. So when it when it comes time for elections, we'll have that strong bond together, and we won't have to be scrambling and begging and pleading people to work with us because we're gonna respect them. You know what I'm saying? When you feel disrespected, the only time you come knocking on my door is I want something. And that's, yeah, you know. we, that's the way we've treated uh, minority organizations and churches, uh, not just here in Tallahassee. I think that's happened across the nation, and we need to stop that. We need to, we need to maintain good relationships so that we can maximize the vote because a lot of times we create bad feelings when the only time you knock on my door is when you want something. And I think we need to change that. You know, Alan, I was going to say, I, I, I can recall my pastor talking about that. He says that he normally does not allow, um, like he'll acknowledge that they're there in the audience, but he won't give them a, an opportunity to speak. Because <laughs> he says, unless you come when there is no election time and you're a regular visitor just coming by to say hi or anything, don't right. he says, don't pop up in my church when it's time for voting time. Yeah, you know that's, that's what we're guilty of. You know, and and I agree. I think that it has to be a a larger concerted effort. You know, because you know, arguably, in Leon County, very few Democrats actually go out to vote. There are quite a few Democrats here in town, but they they rarely go out to vote. I think the numbers uh, for the election of Barack Obama in Leon County were historic. Right. If I if I can recall, and even with that, I don't think there was more than twenty percent of all voters who actually went out to vote. Right. And to me, that's kind of crazy. I'm thinking, you know, you would want everybody to go out and vote if they have the ability to. You know, so why when there's not a big election, you know, you get like three percent, two percent, four percent, and you know. In some areas, and some precincts, no votes. Right, and, and that's something we got to change. And the only way we're going to change it is to get involved in a community where where we can change that attitude about us as a party, where people will feel positive and empowered about being a part of of, of uh, making changes in our in our. Absolutely, absolutely. We didn't lose him, did we, Brian? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Okay, good, good. Good, good. You know, uh, Larry, there's no way around this question. Uh, just doing research and looking, and you know, it's been over 20 years since uh, an African American held this DC uh, chair. Tell me your thoughts on uh, you coming back in and being that that one. Well, I tell you, it was very, you know, surprising to me uh, of that fact, uh, being that we're in a community where we have so many professionals, uh, educated people, FAMU, Florida State, TCC, and we just have so many brilliant people. And I had no idea going into this, but you know, it's a, it's a fact that that 
that really I, I really didn't pay much attention to it after having, you know, uh, been a part of an historic uh, election with uh, President Barack Obama. But I think all citizens, especially uh, minorities, should, should step up to the plate and, and play a greater role in local government uh, in general. You know, I think everybody needs to get more involved. You know, while we have uh, this capacity to pack church pews on Sunday, you know, sometimes we just neglect, neglect our civic duties. And I think sometimes as Christians, I think sometimes we, we, we become so heavenly minded, you know, uh, we're no earthly good, and that's no disrespect to anyone, but, you know, we we got to serve the Lord, and we we have to fellowship with the saints, but we actually live on this earth, and a lot of decisions made at the governmental level affects our lives in ways that we don't really understand. And so, when 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 government or or, or law enforcement have to enforce these laws and rules, and because we're because we we haven't been involved. These laws and rules surprise us many times. And then that's when we start raising, you know, Cain in the community, but we fail to not participate in, in, in tweaking that law or, or doing away with the law that's not to our best interest. So we we got we to do better about, you know, uh, doing our civic duty and get more involved uh, in, 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 in political issues that affect our life. It affects our daily lives. I mean, we're going to live for God, but we got to also render unto Caesar uh, as well. Okay, all right. You know, I want, I want to feed a little bit back, uh, go a little bit back to uh, a question I asked earlier, and uh, you kind of alluded to some of that. What what will you do differently than what the other folks that have held the position of DEC chair? And, you know, and you talked a little bit about getting becoming more inclusive, and you talked about doing uh, the rallies to kind of bring everybody together so they can all see who's a part of the party. But what are some of the other things that you plan to do as DEC chair? Well, uh, I think I think it's important that that we increase our training. Uh, an awareness program. Uh, two things I want to do. Uh, I think it will it will keep our membership busy and engaged. Uh, one of the things I want to do so we can kind of increase uh, our, our nurturing of, of, of potential public officials. You guys and I know you know I know a little bit about the program, but you guys have been in Tallahassee a lot longer than I. But there's a program called Leadership Tallahassee. I, mm-hmm. I filled out the application for it and, and everything, but I didn't get a chance to do it because I decided not to do it because I got so many things on my plate. But I want to develop a program and maybe call it like uh, Democratic Leadership Academy where we have some of our members or outside consultants to come in and help us create a uh, curriculum where we actually uh, go through the ABCs of campaign uh, and ethics and, and various topics have to do with the public 
Greg, I think we might have lost him. Okay. Still here. I still hear you okay. guys. Gotcha. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. And and uh, not only working with our, our members who, who are potential public officials, uh, I also want to get our membership uh, involved as well, start a program for them where we teach them to, to do voter registration drives, membership drives, uh, things of that nature, get involved in the community. I think it's real important that when when there's a community event in, in Frenchtown or on the south side, on the north side, or east side, a community event, uh, the DEC and the Democratic Party need to be there. They need to, they need to show up and offer some kind of solution to some of the of the uh, community issues and bring that back to the committee so we can work work within the system to kind of bring about change. So those, those are a couple of, uh, couple of things I like to do as well. Okay. Well, you know, rumor mill has it now. We have to, we have to deal with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've uh, heard a few. I've heard a few. Yeah, you know they they they're floating around that uh, suggestions that somehow, you know you want you you will only be a figurehead or a puppet, you know, uh, and, and and we know that that's not what you uh, want to do. You're your own man, and you know right from wrong, and you mm-hmm. have been in uh, been on this earth for a long time, and we know that you dealt with children for a long, long time, an advocate for children. And uh, we we know how serious this is for you, but we just wanted to lay this rumor to rest before it, it gets any feet and start running. Okay, well, be happy to. You know, oftentimes, you know, minorities or stereotype as being too passive. Mr. Simmons, are you still there? Yes, sir. I'm still here. Okay. Uh, Let let me be clear. I'm willing to take good advice from anyone, regardless of their race, color, or creed. But I have no problem being a man when it comes down to preserving my own self-esteem and my own dignity. And if anyone thinks that that, that a former all-state, I'm going to mention linebacker, and a sergeant in the uh, Florida National Guard is being weak, I don't think so. And people who think uh, being a former member of two honor societies, uh, Phi Theta Kappa honor, uh, International Honor Society and Honor Society for Social Work Students, uh, and who thinks that being selected to the US, USA Today all-academic team and honored by state legislators, and having a bill in our honors as less smart, they should can reconsider their position about me. You know, I, I believe I, I feel smart enough and I feel strong enough to be a man to to, to stand on my own two feet. So uh, they can rest that rumor. Uh, like I said, I'm willing, willing to listen and work together with people, uh, you know, but I, I have to maintain my own self-esteem my own dignity. You know, you've heard people say, you know, how can that person look themselves uh, in the mirror when they go to bed at night? I want to be the one of the kind of people who can go to bed at night and know 
that I've done the right thing because I, I do serve God. I am a believer, and I, when, I, when, I, when I look at my spirit, I'm so that that's how I want to live. I want to live free from all of that type of stress. Okay. Um, let me ask you a little bit about your leadership qualities. Now, I know that you've done some uh, some extensive work on the Barack Obama campaign and some other things that you've done as, uh, as it relates to working with youth. But what are the other things that qualify you? What other positions in leadership have you held that would qualify you to lead as the DEC chair? Okay. Well, uh, going back to the age of 18, I, I found myself uh, – uh, organizing in our community. I started a little group uh, in the community center where we provided uh, positive activities for the youth to keep them out of trouble back in my own hometown. And uh, a few years ago in my hometown and my old neighborhood where uh, a gentleman uh, uh, started a football program to keep us out of trouble, I went back to that community and it's not been that long ago. I went back to that community. Uh, the grass had grown up at the park. There was nothing at the park but 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 grass. <laughs> and I went to that that community and just totally transformed it. I first I had to get the young people uh, interested in playing football, and then I had to also get the support of of friends and people that I know who are in, in powerful positions in the community. Uh, then we had to approach uh, the city uh, to to get their blessing to uh, actually have programs, established programs there. Then I not only had to do that, I had to raise the money. So uh, we, we did telephones, we did car washes, we knocked on doors, getting parents involved. So long before this campaign, I was doing this sort of thing, you know, right there in my own community because I wanted to make a change, and I was able to bring people, volunteer coaches, cheerleading coaches, football coaches, you know, just, just rally people together, knock on doors and say, hey, we're starting a football team in the area, cheerleading team. Get your children involved. This is when we're signing up. So after getting everybody motivated and mobilized about the possibility of having a program in the community, uh, I ended up coaching, picking up kids. And I did all this while going to school for a time. So I, I think those experiences of starting an organization, a board of directors, uh, and, and getting volunteer coaches, I think that was a, a good training ground for me. Uh, and when I was in college, I was elected president of the Student Social Work Organization, where we we did so many wonderful and great things on our campus and in the community. And I received recognition for outstanding leadership uh, in my community as well as on campus. And then most recently in 2008, uh, I was uh, you know I started Tallahassee for Obama and was elected co-chair, and we did so many wonderful things uh, uh, in that organization. Uh, it, it would just blow your mind. If you had been, if you was there and, and, and seen directly 
some of the things that we was able to do, it will it will blow your mind. So I, I think all of those experiences, and there's more that 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 are, and I you know it'll take too long to name, but these are just some of the things that I've, I've done in the community. Now it, it you know because of, of of time restraints, you can't go into detail. But to start up any type of program from scratch, it's hard work. And there was time when I said, man, why in the world did I do this? Because you run into so many obstacles. You run into obstacles uh, with the politicians, uh, the city department, and the community. A lot of times the people, they say they want these things, but they won't participate. And a lot of times... You know, it's frustrating, and you have to be able to overcome. And those experiences through the years of, of, of opposition and conflict and being able to overcome and achieve has taught me that there's nothing, nothing, there's no challenge that we can't, we can't face up to and overcome if we just come together and, and stay motivated and stay positive. Okay, I heard you mention that, you know, you were in college, uh, mm-hmm. and you, you also mentioned social work. Uh, is, mm-hmm. is that what your uh, degree is in? Yeah, uh, well, I, I, I graduated in 2003. It wasn't that long ago. I, I As an African-American male, you know how we get caught up in, in, into a lot of negativity and, and not really taking our education seriously. It wasn't long ago that I graduated. I was able to overcome some things and and get myself in school. And uh, in 2003, I graduated uh, from the University of West Florida in Pensacola. I graduated with honors with a 3.53 with a degree in social work. We're having bad weather here too. Uh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, yeah. You you went out when you said you graduated. You, you were talking about the with honors and and everything just went out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I said again, I graduated with honors uh, with a 3.53 GPA with a bachelor's degree in social work. Okay. 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 Good. Good. And you know. Uh, now that you you have this uh, social work degree, you know, uh, do you feel that this uh, degree has prepared you for being the DEC chair? And the reason I ask that is because all of the things that you've done with uh, your life, everything has been dealing with uh, helping people. Mm-hmm. So when you tie all that in together, you're probably the most qualified individual running for this uh, or the most qualified candidate running for this position. Yes, sir, I, I believe I do. And, and, and could, I, could, I, could I tell you why I think uh, social, work, uh, social work has kind of, in a way, prepared me for this and the other things I've done uh, since I've graduated? Well, you know, for those who are not familiar with social work curriculum, you know, you you will be in for a big surprise. You know, social work uh, students study all the common topics 
people expect, you know, from social workers, things like case management, human development, uh, counseling, child abuse, trouble use, families, issues, uh, research and designs and stuff like that. But you'll be surprised to find out that in social work, we are encouraged, trained to participate and run for political office. Uh, we engage in coursework and practicum activities that that allow us to study social and child welfare policy and analysis, lobbying government, uh, community organizing and activism, uh, political action, uh, how to start community organizations, uh, different topics and uh, Robert's Rule of Order, how to run efficient uh, meetings, public speaking, uh, writing political briefs, advocacy, protest methods. Uh, when studying that, it just reminded me so much uh, of the 60s uh, during the Civil Rights Movement, uh, how we was trained to, to protest, how to empower uh, communities, and I just think social work being a caring and uh, skillful individual, we need to play a greater role in politics and in community development. So I, I believe social work has greatly prepared me uh, to, to do anything political and community-related. You know, I, that was going to be my question about the, the community. I know you talked a lot about um, improving I would say the relations between, among Democrats in the Democratic Party and also building the base. You know, because you have a lot of registered Democrats, but not a whole lot of them are actually active in voting. And so uh, the fact that you do have uh, your social work education, you actually, in my opinion, have an edge over someone who doesn't have a social work degree because you know how to deal with the people. You've been, in my opinion, properly trained to deal with the social issues and the social ills that may befall the Democratic Party. Right. And see, this, 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 is, this, this is the component that I think has been left out. You know, politicians are put in office for the benefit of the community. And what has happened, there's a disconnect between the communities and the politicians. If we don't hold politicians accountable, they won't go in and look after the, the best interests of the community. So we're either going to have to nurture uh, our politicians, upcoming politicians within the Democratic Party to be sensitive to the needs and not forget about people once we elect them. And as the DEC chair, I can, I can help set a president. Uh, with our, 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 our potential public officials, and, and as an elected DEC chair, I can I can be able to influence our local uh, politicians and governmental officials. I, I can I can use the membership to to bear some pressure upon the powers to be. But we we also have to be organized at the grassroots level to take responsibility. I, I remember being told when I went into the office of the city of, of, of Pensacola Recreation Department, they, you know, 
their concern were, you know, or well, we're going to put together an organization that's going to manage the money right, <laughs> or, or is there going to be a whole bunch of fighting and, and people hurting each other and disorganization and people misusing money and, and, and just, make a, uh, just make a wreck out of things. So it's going to be really important that when we bear uh, some pressure on our public officials, we have a ground game, and that ground game has to, to be where we're organized on the ground. If we need a community center in the area or what have you, we need to be able to have a neighborhood association or a group that's willing to take the responsibility. We give them the technical assistance uh, to, to, you know, to build an organization where we can accept grants, help them write grants. We just got to have a good ground game when we're talking about community to develop. And I think as a Democratic Party, if we get down to the grassroots level and they see us in the community helping to build a community, when they see Democrats, when it comes down to vote, we don't have to beg them to come down and vote. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's a psychological uh, incentive that we as Democrats get out there and work in some of these poor communities where they feel like they're disconnected because a lot of times, as we all know, that we go in some of these communities, these, some politicians will go in and promise uh, these communities a lot of things, and they don't see them come to pass, so they have lost confidence uh, in the political system, and they become uh -huh. apathetic. And we need to change that. We need, we need to get in there and say what we're going to do, but we also need to make sure that these these really at-risk communities who are vulnerable to a lot of poverty, crime, and all of these things, where we come in, you know, as a Democratic Party, help them to establish their neighborhood association, strengthen them, teach them how to, you know, get their 501-3C and, and help them to write grants. And we have all these kind of people uh, in, in our committee that can go in there and help people do these things. And I think people won't forget that. Uh, if I'm a potential public official and one of our requirements is going to be to be a part of this program, you've got to get out in the community and do something. You can't just say you want our vote one day and look pretty and, and talk intelligent, but what have you done? And what have you done for the people to make them want to vote for you? So I think if we get out in the community, get our hands dirty a little bit, and work with people side by side, you won't have to beg these people to come vote for you. If they remember you being that one who helped them set up a football program or, or a tutoring program or after-school program or some kind of program to help your community, if they say, Larry Simmons helped us to do that, when I run for office, those people are going to vote for me, and they're going to tell other people to vote for me. So that's something we're going to do within the Democratic Party if I'm elected, and I, and I just hope to God that, that, that God opened that door so I can uh, implement some of those things within the, within the party and the committee. Hmm. Okay. You, you pretty much answered about five or six. <laughs> you answered about five or six different questions right then. Uh, but, you know, as far as resolving conflict, 
we, as a leader and as the chairman, you're going to see a lot of uh, division within your own party. You're mm-hmm. going to see a lot of backbiting and going on with the Republican mm-hmm. Party attacking you and others. How are you going to calm your party when uh, a situation in that 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 the party is just split? Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that you have the uh, the knowledge and the ability to bring everybody together? I, I feel like I do. Uh, I think I think it's real important that that leadership should set the tone for the mood of the organization. I'm I'm a pretty I consider myself a pretty laid back type of person, uh, and, and and I've gotten to this point. Uh, by experiences, you know, over time, you know, and, and I'm going to use a little uh, uh, biblical analogy, you know, uh, when David, when David, you know, a shepherd out there, you know, guarding the sheep, you know, when 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 a lion come to take one of his lambs, you know, uh, David had no problem. He had no problem standing up and being bold and brave because, you know, there's scriptures that bear out that, you know, he remember he he remembered how God delivered him before. And and that's the way I feel. I've had so many wonderful experiences where I've had to overcome so many things. I feel comp- confident in being able to do that. And I believe that if I remain humble and committed to the democratic cause, I think everything will be all right. I I think it's imperative that we, you know, uh, provide the the leadership skills and the people skills that I have, I have, uh, you know, gained through through a lot of engagements with with people, communities, neighborhoods, organizations, and, and to just uh, remain humble and committed. And I believe that if we we as an organization, you know, I just feel like if there's dissent there, it usually fades when you when you keep members engaged and active, uh, and you know, positive and capacity building activities. When people are are busy doing positive things, you know, somehow that that unity just automatically. Uh, you know, things just automatically come together, and that's what I intend to do as a DC. Yeah, keep people busy. You know, and I believe when, when you when you get people excited doing things in the community, there's no time for that negativity and dissent to to build and cause the organization to split. So, you know, we we said that about kids. If, if you allow kids uh, to just sit around and do nothing. They're gonna get in trouble, and I think that's true for adults as well. If if nobody's doing anything, everybody's a, what what we gonna do? You know, there's nothing to do. So if you're sitting around bored, there's nothing to do but to be negative. So I want to change that. I want to keep everybody engaged, and I think positive peer pressure. When when people hear that this group is out this Saturday doing an event in Frenchtown on Orange Avenue or Southside, Northside, you know, hopefully that will say, hey, I need to go ahead and jump on board too and stop complaining, uh, stop being negative when we're, when we're doing positive things. 
you know, I'm going to go ahead and jump on board. So I, I believe uh, that, that that will happen if, if we provide the opportunities for the members uh, to engage in positive activities. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's just awesome of the fact that, you know, your plan doesn't really, you know, focus a lot on you. You know, most, right. and, and, you know, I, I heard you talk about earlier about how a lot of people use these lower-end positions as stepping stones. Mm-hmm. You know, they basically, they'll, they'll run for that particular office and that particular area so they can, you know, be in position and say, hey, I, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that, you know, for a higher office, wherein most of their experience is just the experience of running for campaigns. Right. <laughs> That's absolutely you know, true. You know, so and I, and I think the other part of the education part, you know, education is so key in, in everything. And when you think about the Democratic Party, you can, you know, and I said it, so you could ask the average Democrat, you know, what are the core beliefs of the Democratic Party, and they couldn't tell you. But they know that they're abduct- that I was my mama was a Democrat, my brother was a Democrat, my sister was a Democrat, so I'm a Democrat. Mm-hmm. My whole family are Democrats, you know. So, and then so you ask them. Well, oh, I'm right. sorry. Go ahead. You're absolutely right, and that's why it's so important that when there is an event in Frenchtown, you know, somebody from DEC or some some group from our organization should be out there, and not just with a table and some brochures. We need to be on the microphone, and we need to be explaining to people what we believe in, and this is what we're going to do, and do it. Now, it's not just enough to to sit there and say what you're going to do and don't do it. I mean, that's, you know, that's worse when you tell people you're going to do something and don't do it. But I think it's right. real important that when we go in these communities uh, that we continually uh, make people aware of what our, our values is, what we are, what we stand for, and this is what we're going to do. If you work with us, we'll work with you. I, I think it's real important that we get involved in these community events and play a vital part and, and let people know who we are and why we want them to get involved. And I think over time, that's going to increase our membership. It's going to increase voter, voter registration, and it's going to increase participation in our community. I, I, I believe that'll happen. Hey, I want to just shift gears just a little bit. I have this this burning question about accountability. Okay. Because you know what I've seen in the past from. Democrats and Republicans alike, is that account the accountability factor that they've had on their positions and the things that they've allowed to happen, you know, has has literally cost this country trillions of dollars, you know, and you know in this series of recession and you know dang near depression because everybody's depressed because their money's been you know shortened, you know, but how important and well, let me ask you this question. How accountable will you make others in the Democratic Party 
if you're elected DEC chair? And how important will be accountability on your part? Well, I, I think that's important. A, a lot of what we've spoken, you know, or, or taught or, or learned in social work is about accountability. If, if we, you know, but it has to come from this. A lot of this has to do with citizen participation. That's why we're taught to empower communities. We have to empower communities to hold public officials accountable. Don't just vote for people. Don't just vote. Vote for them and hold them accountable. Now, this is how you hold them accountable. You have to go to meetings. We have to attend meetings. Uh, maybe through our organization, we can motivate people and our members to, to attend uh, different meetings and report back to us. You know, what are they doing on this issue? You know, what are they doing about health care? What are they doing about uh, putting a swimming pool uh, or, or increasing uh, law enforcement visibility? These people, when we have people to attend these meetings, they report back to us and say, hey, we've got a democratic brothering that, that is, that's not voting for our best interest. They're not holding up the values. I should, as a leader, Go and speak to these people uh, and, and say, hey, you know, where where do we stand here? Because if, if, if we're not going to hold up our democratic values, there's no way we can support you. Now, you got to have some big, some big uh, gonads or whatever to be able to do this, but I think that's that's one of the responsibilities that that a chair has has to do. He has to be able to sit down and negotiate, basically, with politicians and say, hey, you know, if you want us to support you on November 5th or 4th or whenever that election is, you have, if you want our support, because this is what we stand for. We stand for equality, justice, social justice. We stand for all of those things you know, taking care of our most vulnerable citizens in our society. That's what Democratic uh, Party values are. So we have to be able to step to people, negotiate, and say, hey, let, let's put that swimming pool over there next year. We can't do it this year. Let's put it in next year or whatever we're trying to get done in our communities to make our communities uh, better. I, I have no problem uh, talking. I, I think that's where a social worker because we're trained to be like a, a buffer uh, between citizens and the politicians. Now, I don't desire to be a politician, but I know that in order to get something done in the community, you have to work with politicians, and you've got to get the people organized. So when a politician says, hey, i got $3 million over here on the south side ready to be spent, and the question is, who's? Who's going to take the responsibility and spend that money right? So I think we all got to work together. We got to keep that pressure on the politicians and, and, and make them feel like, hey, you, you can't get the vote of our organization if you can't stand up for our values. So that's how I will, that, that will be my approach uh, in that uh, accountability issue. Also, uh, Mr. in just looking back over the past couple of years, let's say 20 years, 
uh, how much change do you think you will have to bring into the office? Well, you know, I, I guess uh, in an indirect way, there's a lot of things that you can put in place that that once you get it put in place, uh, it'll make my job easier. That's why I'm focusing on empowerment uh, because I, I know I can't do it all. So what you have to do is you have to empower the members because if, if you make leaders out of the members, then it makes my job a whole lot easier. I don't mind giving up a little power. I don't mind a member being showcased for outstanding uh, uh, leadership in the community. I want the memberships to be leaders because when they're leaders and they're representing the party, you know, then that makes my job less hard. And I think that's the key to bringing about the kind of change that we need, empower the members. Give them the power, give them give them leadership roles, make them feel good inside, make them feel inspired about getting involved. Just give them the tools. Give them the encouragement and give them the support. And I think once we get our memberships active and involved and engaged in the community, they're gonna feel good. The community's gonna feel good. You're gonna see improvement. And then it will just make my job a whole lot easier because I don't have to stand over nobody's shoulders. They're doing it on their own because they know it's the right thing to do and that they're well-trained and they know what they're doing. So that, that's how I feel. I, I look at it over over some time. It'll be, it'll be like automatic pilot at some point. But it, it's going to take some. Uh, it's going to take some doing. It's going to take that leadership and getting some things in place some training and awareness programs, and, and, and then say, hey, go ye therefore, <laughs> like Jesus commissioned the disciples. Now you go. You know, you go and, and make it happen. I'm going to give you the tools. I'm going to give you the knowledge. Now you you go. You go and you do this, and you produce. There's there's no coming back to the to the meeting, the monthly meeting, and say we don't have nothing to report. Committee, uh, the, the community development committee, uh, said there's nothing to report. See, I'm the kind of person that, that you said you want to be in this committee. You know, I kind of expect a report. I don't expect uh, anyone telling me there's nothing to report because there's always something going on in the community that we can get involved with, and I'm going to help them. I'm going to, you know, let them know that there's a health and safety fair in, in Frenchtown you know, we need we need our committee out there visible. Uh, if they're giving you an opportunity to speak, go talk about our values and, and how we need people to get involved and to make this community better. We want to make it better. We want to cut down the crime and the drugs and the, and all the other negative things that's going on, you know. And, and I think that's going to be uh, an important thing uh, for us to have to do. All right. Now for the hard question. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of them been real easy, huh? <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> no, I'm just Go kidding. Ahead. Around. But 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 it is a very important question. Okay. How how difficult do you think it will be to campaign 
in Leon County. How difficult would it be to Given, well, 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 let me premise that. Given the fact that there has not been an African-American as DEC chair okay. in the past 20-plus years, how difficult do you think it will be to state your premise and your reason for um, wanting to hold this position? Okay. Uh, I think I alluded to some things. Uh, a lot of uh, the, the, the members that actually vote uh, – it's not open up to all registered Democrats. Uh, only the DEC members uh, and precinct committeemen and state committeemen and women and public officials are, are able to vote. So I, I have to convince nearly 200 people uh, to give me the majority vote. Okay. okay. I don't think it's difficult in fact you know uh you know based on the fact that democrats just elected the first african-american uh, male to the president the highest office uh in the united states so i just think i need to be well qualified and, and respected you know and, and a lot of these uh democrats uh most of them uh, i think a large part of them remember me uh, from the campaign and what I was able to achieve during that time. So that that gives me some confidence. Now, there's always going to be a, a small remnant that may not look at that as important enough to take that giant leap to vote for an African-American. I, I understand that. That's a reality uh, that probably will go on for years to come. But so far, so far, I have been received warmly by all people, and not not because you know uh, I'm black by by our African American uh, members. Uh, had I been just a Joe Blow uh, from down from the homeless shelter, shows up and say I want to run for D D C chair, I don't think that young man would get many votes even though he might be black. But the fact that, you know, this black man happened to be probably our best candidate. He has demonstrated. He's not just coming up with flowery words and, and talking intelligence. You know, this this man has some background. He just helped elect the first African-American and Democrat to public office and not only that, this man helped several uh, uh, Democratic candidates get elected to, to to public office here in Tallahassee as well. And see, you know, I, I love taking pictures, brothers. I, if you, you know, if you know me on Facebook, I love to post pictures, and I have pictures throughout the campaign, all the things that I've been involved with. I, you know, I don't just take pictures of myself. I take pictures of other people and my surroundings, but I take I have a few shots of me as well. But I want people to visualize and see these things when they see me out carrying this big change banner, this this ten ten by 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 eight by ten by six big change banner in a, in a parade and rally uh, to to 
do early voting uh, with the churches or with FAMU and their band leading the way and Florida State, you know, uh, marching down to City Hall to, to vote early. I was a part of all of that. I, you know, I was just a part of every major activity that was going on to inspire people, be a part of it, capture the energy and, and savor it and share it with people. I believe when we share with people uh, around us, I think it helps energize when we see visual uh, uh, demonstrations of what we're capable of doing, what we are doing, and what we want to try to do in the community. So I was, I was very, very instrumental in, in, you know, in a lot of the activities, and we have pictures where we used to meet at the moon where we had over, we had 400 people coming to a meeting. You know, that's unheard of, you know, to have a meeting with 400 people uh, at the moon. We we, we started out in, in restaurants and, and stuff like that, you know, Gill's Restaurant, uh, and we grew to about 100 and some odd people, and it was just too small. So we had to start meeting at the moon and to see the energy. It was, it was almost like a production. We had the college students involved. We had... We had the DJs from from FAMU radio station. Uh, they was playing the music, you know, to pump the crowd up. Uh, we had broadcast majors, journalism majors. They was doing documentaries. That that's the kind of creativity and excitement uh, that that we can bring to the Democratic Party. Make make the Democratic Party over. Make it the new party. Make it make it exciting. Make it be something positive we can all be a part of to make changes in our community. And I think that's the kind of energy that, that I remember from the campaign when we when we met at the moon with these electrifying meetings and cheerleading sections and music pumping and people being excited about the campaign. We can do that with the Democratic Party. And I think it has to come from the leadership, though. That if the leadership has that kind of potential, I think the organization has that kind of potential. We have some wonderful people that's members with all kinds of skills. I mean, you'll be amazed at some of the talent uh, that we have in the D.C. We have a lot of young college students from Florida State, uh, FAMU, who, who, who are uh, Political science majors. I mean, we have political science majors, intelligent people, people that are engaged in the community, have been engaged in the community. It's just a matter of bringing those people together and inspiring them to let's work together and really make that positive change like we know we can. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Larry, I'm going to tell you, we are actually out of time, but we enjoyed the conversation. We just let you keep going because... What you're saying is good news and good information for us and for all of our listeners. But we want to thank you for joining us tonight. Well, I and just I want I want you to also just uh, real quickly just tell everybody who you are and what you're running for. Okay, uh, my name is Larry Simmons. Uh, I'm a 52 year old African American. Uh, I'm proud of, of of being an American and a Democrat. And uh, I'm running for the Democratic Executive Committee, basically the leader uh, for the Democratic Party. I want to bring a new Democratic Party 
I want to help emerge a new Democratic Party that that's uh, viable, energetic, fresh, uh, full of energy, popular, mainstream, a part of the community. That's what I want to do. Make it fun to be a Democrat. I want to I want to be able to bring new people on board, get them to be a part of it, and get involved in the community and do some positive things. That's what I want to do the D.C. and the Democratic Party here in Leon County. All right, all right. Well, we thank you again for joining us, and we also say that we want uh, all the Democratic uh, Executive Committee listeners, uh, the members who are listening to the show, to go back, listen to the show, you know, pick apart what he said. You know, I want you to make sure that, you know, we're going to tell them to scrutinize a little bit because we want you to be ready. And I believe you are ready, and, and, and I hope that they know that you're ready. All right. Well, I, I know it's going to be a hard task, but somebody has to step up to the plate. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and with that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we ask that you tell all your Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, Bebo, and every other social networking site on the planet to tune in next time. We thank you, good evening, and God bless you all.